What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of All the Save Disabled. I am your host, Caleb Center. This is me, Trevor Pink. And today, we bring you a very primitive episode, as I might say. Reject humanity. Return to DK. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Donkey Kong franchise. Uh, we last episode was, of course, Mario franchise, and it um, was. And, and I thought it was only right that we do a DK episode because if it wasn't for Donkey Kong, we would not have Mario. That is very true. And right now, uh, we pretty much for the past few episodes we've been pretty much the nintendo podcast at this point so we, we kind of have this formula we're going to go with where we do a company and then do kind of like three of their biggest games so of course after this one we got one in the works I'm not going to tell you what it is you can probably guess what it is don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> but uh the uh pretty much we're going to do that kind of formula so we're so we're not stuck on one company for too long but we will cover other games from the company of course I just want to get that out there before anybody realizes, man, they're just doing Nintendo stuff right now. But we're, we're trying to cover everything we can. Uh, but yeah, today, Donkey Kong. Good old DK. Uh, I love DK. So yeah, like Trevor said, if it wasn't for Donkey Kong coming out... We wouldn't uh, have Mario. Mario probably wouldn't have been a thing. Because like we went over in the past, and probably in the Mario... I think we went over in the Mario, so we definitely went over it in... Uh, the Nintendo episode, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet was pretty much where Mario originated. He was called Jumpman, uh, and then they named him Mario later. And then, of course, that's how we got the Mario series. Uh, but yeah, the Donkey Kong though, uh, of course, it was created by Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, nineteen eighty one. We were we went over that uh, before, and of course, has the ape Donkey Kong. And uh, along with a clan of other apes and monkeys, defeats a variety of anthropomorphic, say that three times fast, <laughs> enemies. Uh, I think that pretty much just means like animal, like humanoid sort of things, yeah, I guess. Yeah, in a way. But yeah, uh, mainly against the, the Kremlings, uh, a clan of crocodiles led by King K. Rule that uh, usually steals their uh, banana, banana horde. And, uh, of course, the franchise consists mainly of platformer games as well as spinoffs of various genres. And uh, a lot of people probably have seen King K. Rool before. I know you've probably seen Donkey Kong before. Uh, if you play Smash, you've seen both of them before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, yeah, the first game was the Arcade Cabinet in 81. Um, and, of course, his opponent was Jumpman. And it was sort of that construction setting where he threw barrels down at uh, what would become Mario trying to save Paulina, who is not Peach. It's Paulina. We went over that, Mario. And, uh, yeah, we won't go too over that because we kind of already have, like, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, as of June 2020, the Donkey Kong franchise has sold over 82.88 million copies worldwide. Yes, it's a lot less than Mario. But honestly, I like Donkey Kong way more than Mario. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's just me, though. I, I like my monkeys. The monk. I love my monchies. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, the original arcade cabinet, uh, of course, was uh, developed by uh, R and D one, and uh, created whenever Shigeru Miyamoto was signed to Nintendo uh, to convert Radar Scope into a game that would appeal to more more to Americans. And uh, Radar Scope was uh, another one of uh, Nintendo's arcade cabinets. That was before Donkey Kong. 
wasn't it like Space Invaders clone of some kind? I think it was. Wait, was that really was that the one, was that the one that had like trucks and shit and like airplanes and all that? And you know, like shoot them down and everything. I don't think it was trucks and stuff. Or right? I, I can't, I can't or is it a different game? That might be about. I'm not really sure. I ain't gonna delve too long onto that thought. And of course, uh, machine sales were pretty brisk, uh, becoming one of the best-selling arcade machines of the early 1980s, alongside Pac-Man and Galaga. Of course, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen a thing of Pac-Man and Galaga before too. Pretty popular stuff. Uh, and then, uh, I'd say if you've ever been in a in a Hot Topic or Spencer's, I can guarantee you you've seen a T-shirt of those. Probably. And especially GameStop. I'm, I can guarantee you've seen a, a t-shirt of those somewhere. Yeah. They don't sell a lot of the retro stuff anymore, though. Sadly. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, yeah, Miyamoto created uh, a simplified version for the Game & Watch multi-screen. Uh, and other conversions include the Atari 2600, uh, the Coleco, uh, ColecoVision, yeah. Uh, Amiga 500, the Apple II, the Atari 7800, the Intellivision. Uh, the Commodore 64, Commodore uh, VIC-20, or VIC-20, uh, the Famicom Disk System, uh, IBM PC, ZX Spectrum, Amstrad CPC, MSX, Atari 8-bit family, and many arcade versions. Not many as in M-A-N-Y, like many as in M-I-N-I, like, yeah. Small one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, it was on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, gotta get that word spread out there. I mean, look at games nowadays compared to this. Like, when we have, like, a new game releases is on, like, what, PlayStation, Xbox, PC? Yeah. Pretty much. Fuck the Switch. Yeah, well, the Switch gets some stuff. <laughs> yeah, but fuck them anyway, it's Nintendo. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, back then, like, they had a lot more crap games could run on. Uh, I'd like to see you try to run uh, a newer game on a Commodore. It'd probably, <laughs> it'd probably pull out a Glock and shoot itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, the game was converted to the family computer, a.k.a. Famicom, a.k.a. NES, in 1983 uh, as one of the system's three launch games and re-released for the... Uh, well, yeah, re-released for the, uh, the NES, yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it was one of the three launch games for when the Famicom came out uh, alongside... Um, I think Super Mario Bros. was one of the launch titles as well and everything. Both Donkey Kong and its sequel, Donkey Kong Jr., because they didn't want to put it to, <laughs> are in the 1988 NES compilation Donkey Kong Classics. And the NES version was re-released as an unlockable game in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know that. For the GameCube. <laughs> and on the Wii's virtual console... The original arcade version appears in the Nintendo 64 game Donkey Kong 64. The NES version was released on the e-reader in 2002, and for the Game Boy Advance Classic NES series in 2004, it was re-released for Wii, Wii U, and 3DS in 2013 and 2014 as Donkey Kong Original Edition. Because they don't know how to make... Have you ever heard of the word milking? <laughs> I was about to say, because they don't know how to make new games. About like Todd Howard. Just really saying you really had to attack the man like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're listening, Todd. I doubt Todd's ever gonna listen to this podcast. If, if he does, would. though, thank you, though. But thank you, but you suck at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it just works. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, uh, see, they 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 re-released the original Donkey Kong a lot, and also they also have it on Smash. So technically, <laughs> technically, they re-released it again. On Smash Bros. <laughs> so if you want to technically count that, Nintendo's um, been scraping the barrel for years. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they do. Scrape the bottom of that barrel. Well, for a while there, they weren't really scraping the bottom. I'd say when they started having like a little bit of business trouble, and then their CEO had a little cancer and everything like that, that was whenever some stuff went downhill. Yeah, whenever he became unalive. Yeah. Which actually dealt a pretty big blow to Nintendo. Oh yeah, it dealt a huge blow. I think that's when they got they started getting around to bankruptcy. Yeah. Then the uh, Switch brought them back. The Switch is their Frankenstein. Pretty much. The Switch and. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think if I remember correctly, they make more off of Nintendo Online than the Switch. Huh. I need to cancel my Nintendo Online. It's not like I ever fucking use it. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna keep mine so oh, I get yeah. the the expansion pack <laughs> so I can play N64 games. Call me stupid if you want, but I do not want to go buy an N64 because people are probably selling them for the price of a PS5. <laughs> um, but yes so he says that the original game spawned several ports and a sequel which we talked about those ports uh, just a second ago and uh, Donkey Kong Jr. which is the sequel which was also developed by Miyamoto and uh, the game was developed by Nintendo already won and released on August of 1982 uh, is that a typo? What's yeah. up? Yeah, okay, so Donkey Kong, uh, the, the next Donkey Kong game was released by R&D, uh, was developed by R&D 1 as well and released in 83, so that was just a year after Donkey Kong Jr. And uh, as a part of the uh, Game Watch multi-screen series here, there was Donkey Kong 2, but it was the, multi it was the Game Watch series, so that's what R&D made for 1983. So you had your Donkey Kong Jr. in 82, and then 83 they had the Game Watch Donkey Kong 2. And then Donkey Kong 3, also developed by Nintendo R&D 1. You kind of start to sense a pattern here. <laughs> uh, the guys that made all the good stuff. <laughs> uh, which I think, uh, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, I think the Nintendo R&D 1 was the one run by Gunpai Yokoi, uh, which was the guy that made the Virtual Boy as well. Yeah, I think so. so. If I remember off of my Nintendo research. Um, and of course, uh, Donkey Kong 3 released in uh, September of 83. Um, same year as the game Watch Donkey Kong 2. Uh, instead of Mario, uh, the player controls uh, Stanley the Bug Exterminator, and Donkey Kong has taken refuge in his greenhouse and stirs up the insects and will soon destroy the flowers that Stanley must save by spraying the bug spray on Donkey Kong. So Donkey Kong stays the villain in these games? For most of it, yeah. So... Of course, in uh, in '94, hold on. And um, June 1994, uh, Donkey Kong, a remake of the original arcade title, was released for the Game Boy, adding 96 new levels, and is the first game released with uh, with Super Game Boy enhancements. A decade later, 
Nintendo revived this style of gameplay into the Mario vs. Donkey Kong game series. So, pretty much in the early parts of it, you got, like, of course, you got, like, a series started here with the Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, all that stuff like that. But then, like, they, they really... They really wanted, like, re-released and ported the original, like, a bunch. Yeah. Throughout the years. Um, of course, I wouldn't really say this is early because this is around the time of the Game Boy, so... Which is a little bit later than... Uh, some of the other ports that were done. Uh, and then in November of 1994, uh, released for the Super Nintendo Inter Entertainment System uh, and developed by British game developer Rare. If you didn't know Rare was British, hey, they're British. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong Country took the Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong series into a new direction, which moved it to a uh, more platform-oriented platform uh, game style. I said, uh, this is the first Donkey Kong I ever played. Yeah. I, and I remember it being like Donkey Kong was. It was Donkey Kong Diddy. And then what was the girl's name? I, I forgot her name. And I'm not going to lie to you. Was it, was it just those three that you played as? I think it was those three. But don't quote me. Because I remember... like I remember the girl being there and also Diddy and Donkey, of course. But I just don't ever remember her name. Didn't she attack with her ponytail, too? I don't remember. I can't remember either. But, uh, yeah, so Rare makes this one. And they put uh, computer-generated imagery graphics, which made it look a lot different than what Nintendo had been doing up to that point. Yeah, because pretty much at this point, Nintendo was just using sprites and everything like that. Yeah, you had your bit technology and everything. But then they decided to go, well, we, I, I can't really say 3D. Yeah, it's it's... It's three. It's not three D, but it looks like it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of like uh, like Dragon Ball Fighters, like all the arc system work games. Like they they are two D, but they know how to work the camera, and move the models to make three D look three D. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's a it's a two point five D. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never made it far in that game. That game was too difficult for my four year old brain. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't easy. I will say that. <laughs> I, I I would probably say that the segment that I remember most is whenever you have to hop on the marlin and like go through all the underwater yeah, parts. Yeah, that, yeah. that was fun as shit, but it was stressful at the same time. Yeah, I remember it, that. Just because you know, like I said, I was like four or five years old trying to do this. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on. I just knew monkey on fish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, so the the rare games. Uh, the it, it's literally right there. The name of the chick is Dixie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, look at that. Oh man, the, man, no, the notes oh, pulled a bamboozler on us. There you go. That's because I scrolled down. Remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Of course, uh, these were the Donkey Kong Country series was pretty similar to like the Mario series, you know, side scrolling. Uh, platform action game um and uh, it was popular for the graphics music and gameplay which a lot of games usually get popular back in these days with from those things pretty much and again you know back then you bought a game that's all you got yeah you know it's nothing not, more it's not like you know oh i bought this game on day one why is it on version 1.05 already <laughs> <laughs> um and of course the sequel donkey kong country 2 diddy kong quest uh, involves Diddy and his girlfriend Dixie Kong embarking on a journey to Crocodile Isle to rescue DK from the clutches of the K-Rule. 
Was it was it, was it in this one or the first one? Whenever you fight K. Rule, he doesn't die the first time, and then he revives himself. Man, don't ask me. You know, I, I ain't remember nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember very few things. Um, and then uh, in Donkey Kong Country Three, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble with an exclamation point at the end. Don't forget that. Uh, both DK and Diddy are captured again. They really need to work on that. By a mysterious robot named Chaos. Or Chaos. Yeah, I guess that would be a better way to say it. <laughs> it's K-A-O-S. Say it how you will. Uh, uh, who is actually uh, being operated by K. Rule and uh, Dixie and her cousin Kitty Kong have to venture to the northern Cremosphere. Okay. Yeah. To save them in the final game of the series. For the NES. Oh, for, for the SNES, that yeah, is. Yeah. Of course, you know, Donkey Kong continues past the SNES. Uh, Rare developed new versions of the three games for the Game Boy Advance that were released between 2003 and 2005, and that is actually what I originally played these on was the Game Boy. Oh, okay. So, I didn't play them on the SNES. I, I wonder if they were still the same games. I think they were. Okay. But I, I never played them on the on the SNES. I just played them on the Game Boy. I think I had the first two. I didn't have the third one, I don't think. But, uh, ye, so, uh, Retro Studios made Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country uh, Tropical Freeze. And uh, a Nintendo 64 sequel to Rare's Donkey Kong Country games was released in November of 1999, one year after I was born. <laughs> and uh, as Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong 64, well, it didn't have a country in it. And uh, a 3D uh, platform game in the style of Super Mario 64. Uh, and very similar to Banjo and Kazooie. Yeah, very similar to Banjo and Kazooie. And uh, of course, uh, in this game, Donkey Kong has an entire crew of DKs. I can't remember all their names. No, I do not know the rap by heart. Everybody knows the rap, though. No, DK. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. He's the leader of the bunch. <laughs> we like to play it for you guys, but... Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> not taking that chance. Even though it was developed and made by another company, I'm pretty sure Nintendo owns some good rights to it. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, he has a whole crew, and they have to save uh, Donkey Kong Island from being destroyed by K. Rule, and uh, that's pretty much the entire premise. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty simple storyline. <laughs> uh, I say the only ones I remember from the lineup were, of course, DK. You had Funky Kong, and then you have Punchy Kong. I think because you have to box uh, K. Rule at the end, or like close to the end, don't you? Mm, yes. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know either. <laughs> um, and, I, just, uh, I just remember little bits and pieces from speedruns that I've watched. And uh, a lot like uh, Donkey Kong Land series, uh, the DK64 uh, features a uh, unique banana yellow cartridge and is only playable with the included expansion pack. So, yeah. And uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat was released in Japan in December 2004 and elsewhere in early 2005 and used the DK Bongos as a controller. 
the good old DK bongos. <laughs> I, remember, I remember growing up, and it was like, up until the point I think that the PS4 started to come out, I would still see fucking bongos and sell it, like, for sale at Walmart and yeah. with the little cabinets and everything. The amount of time, the amount of games I've seen people do challenge runs with those bongos. Like beating Dark Souls with yeah, the DK Yeah, beating bongos. Dark Souls with the, with the fucking bongos. I think I saw a video one time where a dude beat Dark Souls with, like, potatoes. Yeah. He, like, wired up potatoes, and, like, the potatoes could, like, carry a current, and he made Was them... it a banana? No, they were bananas. No, they were they bananas? They were bananas. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, he made, like, the uh, each banana be a different button, and he's just sitting there smacking bananas. Yeah, he was sitting there just tapping bananas. <laughs> he, he, he was embracing his inner monk. <laughs> and then you got people beating him with, like, rock band and Guitar Hero controllers and everything. It's just stupid. And then, uh... A remake of Donkey Kong Jungle Beat was uh, released for Wii in Japan on December 11, 2008. And in uh, North America and Europe the following year. And uh, the bongo controls were replaced with a more traditional control scheme. And players used the Wii remote and nunchuck to control Donkey Kong instead of tapping the DK bongos. Which is lame. Yeah, but... It breaks the immersion. I don't know how good the bongos were. It I really breaks played, the but, immersion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it kind of do, but, you know, you kind of got to deal with it. <laughs> but it kills the immersion. Um, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This episode might be a little shorter than usual just because there's not a lot to cover with DK. Just putting that out there. Because DK has gotten no love. No. But to be fair... It has gotten a lot more love than F Zero ever has. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, F Zero. Falcon punched themselves down the hill. Um, it's like people talking about like the guy that originally created F Zero was like leaving Nintendo too. It was like, what did he even do besides make F Zero? <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, uh, yeah, two arcade games were released uh, exclusively in Japan based on Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And the first was Donkey Kong Jungle Fever, a, a, a metal game, not metal, but metal, like with a D, uh, released in 2005. And the second was a uh, sequel, Donkey Kong Banana Kingdom, released on November 16th of 2006. And both games were developed and published by uh, Capcom on the Triforce arcade system board. Uh, and neither title was ever released outside of Japan. That's happened a bunch with stuff in Japanese releases. I mean, hell, just look at look at Dragon Ball Heroes. Yeah, it's Dragon Ball Heroes on the Switch was like the first ever of that Amer like internationally ever got. Yeah, and then like they're like literally like a little bit after that, at like the San Diego Comic Con following that, they actually brought some machines to that Comic Con, but they still haven't moved any over. <laughs> Which, I mean... To be fair, arcade cabinets in America really aren't that popular. No, not as they are in Japan. No. So, I mean, I don't th- I don't know if it'd be a really... It wouldn't be a good idea. It really wouldn't. I but, mean, the only time I ever really go to arcades anymore is if, like, I'm on somewhere on, like, vacation or something like that, and it's, like, in a hotel and they have an arcade thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, or, I'll, go, yeah, I'll really go beat people's high scores on Guitar Hero just to piss them off. <laughs> but, but that's honestly about the only thing you really, like... 
the only interesting things in arcades anymore. Yeah. Because it's like the same games that we played when we were kids. It's like, it's like, oh boy, there's another time crisis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, look, the same Terminator game. It's, oh, yeah. God, there's the Alien game. Ooh. It's like, oh, oh, there's that Fast and Furious game. <laughs> Generic zombie shooter. Wow. Yeah, they just swap, like... Palettes. Whatever you're fighting is like, oh, it was like the the ruins in a jungle. Now it's a pirate ship. <laughs> but yeah, one of the ones I did think was legitimately like really cool, and I played the crap out of whenever uh, uh, Club Twenty Four was Bulldog Lanes, the bowling alley. Uh, was at one point they had the uh, Star Wars game where you uh, actually had a joystick in it, yeah, and you flew fighters from all three of the original trilogy huh. so like the first one was like you you did an x-wing on the death star run and then at, at the end of each level if you did good enough you got a lightsaber duel and you controlled it with a joystick too huh. and so like the episode four was like you got uh ben and vader and then episode five you did uh hoth i think it was and then you did uh uh luke and vader and then you did uh indoor no it was I think it was indoor. It was either indoor. Or, I think actually, I think the third one was a two part. You did indoor speeder, and then you did indoor uh, the Death Star run, and then you did the uh, Luke versus Vader in Episode Six. Okay. I really digged it though, and they I actually uh, there's a when we went and stayed at Margaritaville uh, not super duper long ago, uh, there was a, they had an updated version of it there. It actually had a cockpit. Oh shoot! It was freaking dope, and the thing <laughs> like it actually like. Tilted and it everything. tilted and stuff whenever you like banked and everything. Oh. It was dope, and it shook and all that whenever you took shots. It was cool, but enough of that. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was here. Uh, Did Diddy Kong Racing? Uh. Is uh. Is a 1997 racing game for the N64, and I loved playing this game back in the day on the N64. I don't know why I did, but I did. It was fun. <laughs> And, of course, it was also developed by Rare. Rare developed a good bit of them for a little while. and uh, I'd probably say Rare developed the ones that everybody knows about. A lot of people's favorites, probably, I would yeah. say. And, uh, of course, it's the first game uh, to spin off from the uh, Donkey Kong Country series. And uh, it currently stands as the uh, Nintendo 64's 6th uh, uh, most best-selling game. And a racing game, kind of like Mario Kart 64, so that's pretty much the same premise, basically. Uh, they had some differences, of course, because, you know, there's some differences between Mario Kart and Diddy Kong uh, Racing. And it also has a distinctive adventure mode that allows players to choose between uh, three different vehicle types, cars, planes, and hovercraft. Uh, and this game debuts um, Banjo the Bear and Conquer the Squirrel. Who appeared uh, later on their own franchise games? Banjo and Conquer were replaced by Dixie and Kong, uh, Dixie Kong and Tiny Kong, and Diddy Kong Racing DS, and an enhanced remake for the Nintendo DS released uh, in 2007. So yeah, uh, we're definitely gonna go over Conquer at some point, and probably Banjo too. Yeah. But Conquer, who if you have never played Conquer's Bad Fur Day. You need to. That game. That, that game is not meant for kids. Even nope. <laughs> and, what, and what was crazy? It got a really low ESRB rating. Yeah. What was it? Just like EA? Not EA. What was it, like E10? No. 
Or was it just E? I think it was M. No, no. Like, I got a copy of it in there. No, I thought, no, like, whenever it was first released or something like that, it didn't have a high rating. Oh. I don't yeah. think I think that's because they got around that by bleeping all the words. Yeah. And then after you beat the game, you got potty mouth mode. Yeah. That you could turn on and it unbleep the words. Which, for some reason, a lot of the times, the bleeps make it funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so after all that and everything, uh, Nintendo, uh, Donkey Kong Barrel Blast is Donkey Kong's first uh, title role on the Wii. But originally developed for the GameCube, and a lot of people don't really realize how close the GameCube and the Wii release times were, or like how, how much they were developing for the GameCube before the Wii launched. That's why you get like, it, like I, I completely forgot the Twilight Princess was on the GameCube as well. Like... I just, I just didn't know. <laughs> um, and uh, it was to make use of the DK Bongo's peripheral induced, introduced alongside Donkey Konga. Yeah, good name. Uh, due to the uh, declining sales of the GameCube, development shifted to uh, Wii with motion controls. And uh, uh, the Wii sold a good bit. Yeah, the Wii was... It, it blew up really fast. I remember one of the games I had the most fun with on the Wii, oddly enough, was just some weird, like, nerf game. <laughs> because, like, like, all those, like, weird, like, third-party games on the Wii were really fun for no reason. Yeah, and I had the gun attachment, too. Oh. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember trying to play Modern Warfare 3 on the Wii. That was fucking ass. I... I don't want to know what that it felt was, like. It was awful, man. And no. I, I, I can tell you one thing. Shooting on that was... It wasn't terrible. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing. It was ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, like, you would sit there, like, at the speed you moved your remote, your fucking reticle would move at that speed. <laughs> it was awful. Like, oh, it was man. so bad. I mean... If, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that if I played against anybody on on PC with a Wii remote, I'd probably kick their ass. My, sensi- my, my sensitivity would be way higher than that. So I play Rambo with a Wii remote. Flicks are crazy in this <laughs> in this bitch. Uh, and uh, yeah, Donkey Konga on the GameCube in 2004 started the Donkey Konga series created by Namco. Uh, and it's a musical rhythm uh, action game. And it relies on the DK Bongo's accessory to uh, hit a beat in time with the tune. So, yeah. I mean, it's like if you play Guitar Hero or like Rock Band or... What, what was that drumming game? If you that's, if that's you were really... one of those people that had DJ Hero for some reason. What, what was that, um, like that drum game that's really popular in Japan? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Yeah, that game is like really fucking popular. Yeah, you talking about that that one that's like just the single drum? Yeah, and has yeah. like a face on it and everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you, you you have you you of course have your like your regular snare hits and you have like your rims, then you have like something else that you can hit. I think on it. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun to watch people play that game. And uh, of course, the tunes include uh, pop songs and themes from the from some previous Nintendo games, including the Super Smash Bros. Melee version of the DK rap. And um, its sequel, Donkey Konga 2, was released in 2005, and Japan got Donkey Kong uh, 3, Donkey Konga 3 exclusively that year. So, yeah, Donkey Konga 3 never came over. And, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we missed out on a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, like, a lot of the stuff that happened with, like, Japanese games, 
in the early years just didn't click with a lot of people. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense because you got like, I guess they were kind of worried it wouldn't sell well. Like the Dragon Quest situation. Yeah. How it got rebranded to Dragon Warrior in the States and then also we completely skipped one. Yeah. So it was like, like our two was Dragon Quest three. I, I like that, that kind of stuff was just kind of bleh. And the same thing with like Earthbound. And Final that. Fantasy was the same way. We skipped the Final Fantasy too. Hmm. Oh, like, like I was saying, it's like the same thing with like Earthbound. Yeah. And like, Mother and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Localized Mother 3, <laughs> like everybody says. Never played Mother. Probably never will. Uh, <laughs> um, Donkey Kong Hockey. Yes, there was a hockey game. Uh, was developed by uh, Nintendo R&D 1. There's that pattern again. Um, and released in 85 as the part of the Game Watch Micro Versus series. And the game features uh, one LCD screen and two attached control pads. And the hockey uh, features Donkey Kong as one of the players and Mario as the other. Uh, and I, I'm pretty uh, pretty sure that Donkey Kong series is the only series you'll ever see where Mario was an antagonist at one point. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, one of the Donkey Kongs, Mario was actually the antagonist. <laughs> um, as he should be. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody trusts an Italian plumber. No, I don't trust Italians in general. Sorry, Gino. I wouldn't go that far. I would not go that far. I do not speak. that. He does not speak for me, Gino. Gino's buddy of ours. Love you, man. <laughs> Mad support. Love it. Been support since day one. <laughs> but yeah, we'll just kind of go over the... Um... Oh yeah, that's the end of the games. Pretty much. Like, yeah. That's like the end of the big games. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much all the big games. We're not talking about all the little weird stuff and, like, TV shows and everything, because we, we're mainly focused on the games. But I, I think I said that in the Mario episode, too. I, I used to have a movie that was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Donkey Kong and, like, the Crystal Coconut on VHS. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to have that. And Indiana it, Jones. <laughs> Ripped off Donkey Kong conspiracy theory. Start it now. They did, <laughs> but I loved it as a kid. I remember we had this thing at my old school whenever I used to go there in elementary, where it was like movie day and everybody like bring a movie. It was like once a week or something like that. Yeah, I remember I brought that movie and everybody hated it except for me. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the shit out of that movie. Oh it was, man, it was weird because it was like a musical too. Like like they would sit there. They had like yeah, they were like. That sounds like a fever dream. It was. I mean, it was it was just like Donkey Kong doing like songs, and he had like choreography and everything. That makes no sense. I man, I'm gonna Google that shit. Real quick. Make sure I wasn't having a fever dream. You might have been, bro. Um, I mean, it's entirely possible that it existed, but then again, I don't know. Of all the... Hey, I was right. Donkey <laughs> Kong and the Crystal Coconut. Oh, it wasn't a movie. No, it was just... Uh, Legend of the Crystal Coconut, Donkey Kong Country Season 1, Episode 19... Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, yep. <laughs> Shit, it's got a 7.1 stars on IMDb. Oh, no, it, it was a movie. It's called The Legend of the Crystal Coconut. Oh, okay. It came out in 97. It was an hour and 28 minutes long. That's a pretty high score. 
I'm, I'm a, oh, I was going to read the summary. That's a, that's a, yeah, it's not it's not too long. I'll just skip over a little bit of it. So Donkey Kong is a young gape who lives in Congo Bongo. He founds the he he founds wow. That's that's a really bad typo, Andy. He finds the magical ancient crystal coconut, which gives DK one wish. He wished for bananas, <laughs> but these were but these were magic bananas to fight the Kremlings in the island. Oh boy. DK found the crystal coconut in the temple of Inca Dink Du. And said he is going to be the future ruler of the island. <laughs> but the evil, fat, old alligator, King K. Rule, the king of Kremlin. Is that the actual words? Yes. Oh my god. Wants to be the king of Congo Bongo Island. So he tries to steal it with his general clump. His very, very, very dumb bodyguard, Krusha, and his army of critters armed with claps, armed with clap traps, shooting weapons, and eat everything in sight. Another villain is after the Crystal Coconut, Captain Scurvy, and his crew, Cutlass, that's the name of the crewmate, and the Green Croc, which is the, just the name of the character, and Polly Roger. Donkey Kong will need the help of his friends, Diddy, Candy, Dixie, Bluster, Cranky, and Funky Kong, all help out. <laughs> Man. That sounds like reading an IGN review. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I recognize any of these voice actors. I really don't. Well, I, I, the voice actor for Donkey Kong was a dude named Ye uh, Richard Yearwood. No, I, I can't. It doesn't bring a bill. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, going over the characters real quick of uh, the Donkey Kong series. So you got the Kongs. You got Donkey Kong. You got Donkey Kong Jr. You got Diddy Kong. Cranky Kong. Funky Kong. Candy Kong. Dixie Kong. Wrinkly Kong. Swanky Kong, Kitty Kong, Tiny Kong, Lanky Kong, and Chunky Kong. They're Chunky Kong. They all Kongs. This is a big family. I, I do not want to look at their family tree. No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, of course, they count these people as humans. I, you know, well, um, Mario kind of is a human. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he doesn't have the, the, the physique. He has the physique of a bean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mario, uh, Pauline, and Stanley. Of course, we went over who Stanley was. Um, and then the Kremlings are King K. Rule and Clump, which Trevor just mentioned in that movie summary. Uh, Crusher, Critter, and Claptrap with a K, not with a C, like from Borderlands. And then other antagonists are the Evil Kings, the Tic-Tac tri Tribe, yeah, and the Snowmads. And other characters are Animal Buddies, Brothers Bear, uh, Snide the Weasel, and Trough and Scoff. <laughs> and uh, I'd say so far, out of the Nintendo franchise, I think Donkey Kong has the least thought of names. Yeah. 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 But, but, but then again, if I if I won a lawsuit against Universal, I would just use the shit out of the Kong name just for shits and giggles. <laughs> well, man, like, just like... Trough and scoff. Yeah. It's not like some Canadian come over. Snowmads. Snowmads. I, I kind of like that, though. Yeah. Sounds like some of them being ice climbers. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, so our thoughts on the DK series, really, we don't really have a whole lot just because I mainly played the Country series and DK64. But I played the Donkey Kong Country series more than 64, of course. And, of course, Diddy Kong Racing. But 
in terms like Donkey Kong has a lot more importance than people think just because of the fact that he was a his first the first Donkey Kong game was the origination of Mario and Mario pretty much became Nintendo. Yeah. So I mean I'd say Donkey Kong's pretty important just for that. Yeah. Uh are the games as good in a lot of cases as other Nintendo EPs? Not really. Honestly. Then again, I haven't really played a lot of them, so I don't really know. <laughs> but but from what I've seen most of the time, they're not bad games. No. Especially the rare ones. Like, the the ones developed by Rare are pretty dang good. Yeah. And, of course, you know, they end up doing Banjo and Kazooie and then also uh, Conker, so... <sighs> good old Conker. Conker should have been in Smash. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved it. <laughs> Just cussing out Link. <laughs> Shooting a machine gun at Mario or something. Oh, yeah. that's what we need. We need, we need people killing more Italians. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's oppression inherent in the system. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, yeah, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this here episode of Auto Save Disabled. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I did manage to get a Facebook set up. Yes. And if you would like to join it, just look us up. It it's just called Auto Save Disabled. And it has the same logo as the uh, the podcast logo. Uh, no, it doesn't. It has. Oh, it doesn't. The, no, it has like that video game logo on it. I couldn't. I could only put the background picture on there. There's not like an actual logo for it. It's just the background picture. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's just auto save disabled. I doubt there's any other pages named that. So, yeah, just look up, uh, look that up. And if you want to join the Facebook page that uh, Trevor got going, then go ahead and join it. Yeah, and, and like I said, we'd appreciate feedback. I made it to where I, I, at least I think I made the Facebook page to where people could just post it yeah. at will and everything. And so I would appreciate just like I said, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah, work on anything or anything of the sort. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, that uh, helps you guys talk to us, helps us talk to you, stuff like that and everything, and get a little bit of communication going. Don't worry, no, I don't really like being just the guy on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. So, I like to actually get out there and actually talk to some people that listen to the podcast. Of course, the only people that I really talk to that listen to are, like, some of my family and friends and stuff like that, just because they, they have my number. So, <laughs> like my brother just about texted me after every episode. <laughs> but, um, uh, so yeah, this has been another episode of Auto Save Disabled on Donkey Kong Franchise. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Center, And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And we are Auto Save Disabled, baby. And we will catch you in the next episode.